Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Complimentary Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Katie Langerman, joined as always by Anthony Hobday. And how has your week been, Anthony? What's new with you? Well, first of all, 20 episodes. Yeah. That's uh, double digits. <laughs> Big round number. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's good. Uh, I think, I don't know if we said this on one of the previous episodes, but I read somewhere online that most podcasts don't make it past six episodes. I think so, you told me uh, that. Yeah. And yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I wonder where we were at that point, but <laughs> we have made it. Yeah. I don't mean to boast, but we've definitely, mm. we've smashed past that barrier. Mm-hmm. And, and it's uh, still fun. Yeah. But on that note, this is the final episode, everyone. No. <laughs> I just dropped that bomb. No, no, I, I, my week's been well. My, my week's been well. I've been well. My week's been good. Uh, my partner and I went away for a few days, took some days off work. It wasn't the mandatory two weeks to feel like you're fully recharged, as you recommend. Yeah. But um, three days away, and we just went somewhere in England. So it was an easy trip. Mm-hmm. Know, train. Did you touch grass? Uh, actually, well, hmm. <laughs> I probably put my hand down on a mossy rock at some point. I don't know if That's that counts. That's close enough. Yeah. When you're sort of, I don't know what the nature. word is, but when you're sort of picking your way through a forest trail and there's roots everywhere yeah. and you might want to support your weight, you know, make sure you don't fall over. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was fun. It's a bit different from sitting in front of a computer. Yeah. How was yours? That's nice. Good. Yeah. I've also left my home. Um, <laughs> last weekend, I went to Vegas actually for... Mm a huge music festival called When We Were Young. You will see a theme here because last time I went to see a band, it was Yellow Card and you also you didn't really, you were like, that wasn't my vibe. Well, this festival probably also wouldn't have been your vibe because it was all like emo pop punk music from the early 2000s, uh, like Blink-182, Green Day. Those were like the headliners. Simple Plan, that was probably my favorite band to not my favorite like they aren't my favorite band but they are my favorite band to see at that festival because they were very fun Mm. um yeah yeah you say not my vibe but actually my most of my youth and plenty of my now uh, was taken up with uh pop punk okay but it was generally i went for the heavier stuff and so actually all of the bands you mentioned i mean blink 182 obviously were very popular and i did listen but um i needed a slightly rawer edge, I suppose, mm-hmm. than a lot of those bands provided. And so I was more uh, Bullet for My Valentine, you know, Screamo. Oh, yeah. 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 That's a different festival. <laughs> mm. There's another one that's like geared towards that. They're all in Vegas. Um, it was very hot. I've never drank more Gatorade in my life, I think, honestly. <laughs> and I've never paid more for Gatorade in my life. But... Gatorade must be cleaning up in that festival. <laughs> it was required. It was like 90 degrees. Also, I saw Tony Hawk's gate. He was there and brought his vert thing, you know. Mm. You know the you know how what the thing, the things that they skate yeah, on. Yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like at this point Tony Hawk could maybe just stop. He No. I mean, Why? he can still turn up on TV and things, but he doesn't need to skate anymore. I feel like he's Yeah. But he's inspiring. I find I like I find him extremely inspiring. Um, he's doing the podcast rounds lately. He was on the Huberman Lab podcast talking about his whole life. And it's like, 
well, anyways, this isn't about Tony Hawk, but I could talk about him for a while, I think. But it was just, it was cool to see him in person and he did skate, even though he broke his femur, I think, last year. That's probably why I kind of, I'm interested in it because I broke a bone earlier this year. So I like to hear other people's broken bone stories and like he's 55 and he's (laughs) recovered many injuries. So that's very cool. Yeah. You and Tony Hawk are uh, like peas in the pod. Yeah, we're just so similar. Um, But I want to say on this podcast, next week, I'm also leaving my house and I'm going to Clarity Conference in San Francisco, which is a design systems conference. Mm -hmm. First time attending. I'm very excited. So if anyone is listening to this (laughs) that is also going to be at Clarity, come say hi. I'd like to meet you. Uh, I forget how to people in real life, but I'm going to try really hard to meet people I don't know, which is everyone, because I only know people from the internet in this community. So, but it'll be exciting, hopefully. Well, you've had plenty of practice talking to awkward people from this podcast, so (laughs) you should be okay. Yeah. Although no one will recognize you because the podcast doesn't have images. That's true. you, You might have to walk up to everyone else and say, do you want to meet me? Yeah. And I'm sure that'll be a great start to my conversation. <laughs> Just hand out your card. I have a podcast. Yeah. You might have heard it. Yeah. That would be awkward. Just scan this QR code and you'll get a link. Ugh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, let's get into today's topic. Mm. So we're going to talk about what makes interface design thoughtful today. Yeah, I, I wrote some things down for this and uh, I realized that maybe I was sort of drilling down too much too fast because I realize there's sort of two, I think there's two different ways people use the word thoughtful when they're talking about interfaces. Mm-hmm. And one is just the people who are designing them are being thoughtful human beings. And that covers a whole area of, and you often hear about empathy for designers. I think it covers, it sort of touches on all that. Uh, but the other one is that people often just describe the interfaces themselves as thoughtful. And uh, that's one of those words that I don't like and so therefore try to dig into. I, I will say I do like it because it actually thoughtful as a word is quite general. And so you you can, it doesn't suggest too much, you know, mm-hmm. uh, about the interface because thoughtful is quite a general concept. It, it means that someone is thinking about something, which is, you know, quite a good thing to do probably. There are other words that people use like delightful that are um, a bit more sort of weighted or pointed in a certain direction. Whereas I quite like thoughtful, which is why I was interested in this topic because I like to take those more general terms and think, what are all of the things people mean when they say this? Because usually there's several different definitions. Sometimes they compete with each other, or sometimes they're sort of completely separate and people are using the same word to mean more than one thing. And so uh, that's why I was curious about uh, diving into this with you. Yeah. Just because um, hopefully we can cover some of those sort of common definitions or what people might be thinking when they say thoughtful. Yeah. I, I I think I kind of agree with you about delightful. It's like, it feels a little bit overused and it feels like something that a stakeholder would say, like we need more mm. delight, kind of like asking, like saying we need this to pop or like we need a mm. pop of color or something. But behind all delightful experiences, I guess, is thoughtfulness. <laughs> so maybe it's like a little bit more specific to kind of lean in that direction and talk about that over just yeah. delight. I often, in, in my head, as a sort of mental exercise, I often 
compare interfaces to hammers because I, I like the idea of comparing an interface to a tool hmm. or thinking of an interface as a tool because that sort of grounds it in reality. Uh, I, I do appreciate that often a hammer is like very focused and an interface necessarily isn't isn't necessarily uh, like Microsoft Word isn't really a hammer. It's more of a, a toolbox, you know, so it's the hammer and the screwdriver and all that stuff. But anyway, I usually compare it to a hammer in my head. And so I, I can't imagine someone describing a hammer as needing to be delightful, <laughs> but I can imagine someone describing a hammer as needing to be thoughtful. Yeah. Like, oh, this is a thoughtfully designed hammer or, you know, the person who designed this was thoughtful or. Yep. And it's maybe hard to imagine someone who uses a hammer every day describing it as thoughtful because they probably don't think about the hammer in that way but um it seems more appropriate at least and so that's why i think i prefer a word like thoughtful yeah i agree so what's thoughtful yeah <laughs> what makes interface uh, design thoughtful well i think a lot of the things that make interface designers thoughtful makes interface designs thoughtful yeah. and i think a lot of that is actually quite not necessarily common sense because then more people would be thoughtful but i think it's relatively well understood concepts like if, if someone turns up at your house uh, with a housewarming gift, you know, they have been thoughtful. They thought, oh, what would make this person's experience better? You know, maybe they've been through some stress or whatever. We need to um, give them a nice little treat to uh, welcome them to the neighborhood or, you know, make them feel good about spending a lot of money on a very expensive thing. Uh, so you turn up with a small pot plant and uh, that makes it all better. And so I think it's similar interfaces or uh, designers who are thinking, what does this person need right now? Uh, and that's just one example, right, of being thoughtful as a designer. Uh, but often that leads to having a thoughtful interface. You know, the interface does something like uh, treats you kindly when you're stressed or uh, sort of uh, anticipates your needs or predicts what you'll need at that moment and uh, gives that to you or lets you know where you can go and get it. So it, it's... If you read a lot of books about UX design, you, you sometimes see the advice that the interface should be like a helpful butler or something. I can't remember the exact <laughs> phrase they use. They talk about what personality the interface has and um, how it should behave. And so you get interfaces that definitely behave like a mistreated public servant who hasn't got time for you. Yeah. You also get interfaces that act like they are there just to serve you and you've paid them an extraordinary amount of money to be on, at your beck and call every minute. Hmm. And uh, these aren't very specific examples and they're quite non-interface related. But um, that's sort of one aspect of it is that uh, the personality aspect of the uh, the interface. Yeah. It can be thoughtful. And it's, it's I think I'm dancing around this because it's hard to know where to separate that interface is thoughtful idea from the designer is thoughtful idea. Right. Well, I think like kind of what you're describing, there's like two layers because you could easily, and it feels like more mechanical and almost more like of an engineering mindset with an interface is like just giving what the user needs access to, or like just solving that specific problem that you're trying to solve very mechanically. But then there's mm. like another layer on top of that where I think design comes in of like, well, we can't just make it all, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but like there has to be an element of design on top of, uh, what is the word for just like, it's just purely, functional? yeah, functional. Yeah. Like, cause you could, you could kind of argue it's thoughtful to 
make it functional in for whatever mm. like and it would be helpful if we had like a real example to be talking about but um if a user is trying to complete a task it's thoughtful to give them access to everything they need in one place or like not make them have to jump around to a bunch of different pages to accomplish something or open a bunch of windows or whatever it is but then there's like a layer of design on top of that that's like well we know the intent and where what we're trying to achieve with the interaction here, but it also needs to look good and feel consistent and not be like daunting or overwhelming or like, yeah. Yeah. I think a, a good example here is I usually think about government uh, interfaces and I, I don't mean internal, although I'm sure they're awful, but um, when a government's designing like a form or a process for you to go through, let's say to renew your driver's license or to get a new passport or something, uh, it's quite common, especially in local governments where they've got less money, that they haven't really had time to be thoughtful. I think that's a big yeah. part of it is that you need to give people space to actually sit and think, like, what does someone need in this situation? And that's where a lot of topics like research come in because you can't really be thoughtful unless you do research. Although having having just let that come out of my mouth, I'm thinking that actually maybe there are some designers who make up for a lack of research with extra thoughtfulness. You know, maybe hmm. they take longer to sit there over a half hour period and just stare into space and think, what is it I would want if I was, you know, renewing my passport and they write down some ideas and those ideas make it into the interface. They have literally been more thoughtful, right? They have thought more about the problem. And so maybe that's something you can do, even if you are not allowed to do any research because you've got not, no time or no budget, uh, no access to the people you're designing for, you can think more, which is yeah, a much more direct sort of uh, definition for the word thoughtful. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that those government forms, you know, if they haven't got the money, they probably designed something so that they're only letting you know you need document X, Y, and Z at the time you need it, because that's when functionally you need to have that piece of paper in front of you. But if you need to go to your, you know, parents' house to get your birth certificate or something, um, it'd be good to let you know ahead of time before you even start the process. Right. You should uh, get that stuff ready. And I, I think I bring this up partly because of uh, national pride, because we've got the uh, gov.uk. I know. The Jealous. Government digital services are <laughs> uh, world-renowned, luckily, for um, these sorts of forms of processes. And uh, it's always a rude awakening when you are going through one of those forms and they have to send you to a different government website, still in the UK government, but one that they haven't basically had full control over. And you see such a huge difference when you go from the gov.uk form to sort of a, not a third party, but it's like a second party. Um, website and it's just much worse you know yeah. they haven't been as thoughtful they haven't had the time to sit down and, and really put the effort in um, there's there's a big noticeable difference there I think you, you get frustrated by unthoughtful thoughtless interfaces thoughtless. yeah you oh, hopefully yeah. get less frustrated by thoughtful interfaces right you maybe aren't even noticing anything it's just easy to use maybe that's the difference yeah. like I don't know when we talk about delight are users really experiencing your website and going oh this is delightful this form <laughs> is just bringing me so much joy i think they're just like happy to be done getting with whatever process they're trying to achieve as fast as possible mm. and this is uh i find this concept really interesting because i think there is a state you can get to where an interface is well designed in the sense that it does everything it needs to do and you feel no friction right moving through it I think friction is probably a sign of thoughtlessness, but um, yeah. there's that extra step, which is what I was talking about with sort of 
turning up with a housewarming gift where it's slightly surprising and you think, oh, that's thoughtful in the sense that this person has thought, what would make this nice for this person or what would make it more special? And um, that also feels thoughtful in a different way. Like they, they've thought through the problems you need to solve, but then they thought a bit longer and thought about problems you didn't need to solve, but ways they could make your life better. Yeah. Uh, my favorite example is, which maybe I've talked about before because it's stuck with me ever since I experienced it, was again at gov.uk and you were renewing your, I think it was driver's license and maybe it goes both ways, but you're renewing one document and gov.uk notices you've already got a passport photo uh, in the system. And so they offer to bring that across to put in your driver's license. So they're taking the time to think, oh, we, we've already got your photo on file somewhere. Let's right. bring it across and, and give it to you now. So you don't have to take another photo of yourself. And that's thoughtfulness in a way that you sort of surprised by because you definitely don't expect it to happen. Yeah. And that uh, definitely came from, well, I'm just going to guess that came from someone being thoughtful because they're probably two entirely different systems technically. It's not like it just accidentally hmm. happened to be that they were connected and that you could grab your photo from your passport application to your driver's license. Somebody probably thought we should create a connection here and like make this experience mm. better for the user. So it definitely feels like a, a really good example of thoughtful interface design. Yeah, so maybe this is why it's hard to define because it feels like there's a type of thoughtfulness where there it's not really any extra effort to build, but you're thinking a bit more upfront about how should we build this in the first place. Then there's a second sort of definition that's it is extra effort to build. Mm -hmm. We're being thoughtful and it's going to be more effort, but actually in the end it'll be worth it because people will be... Uh, potentially delighted or potentially, you know, relieved or something else. Uh, and that's, again, sort of anticipating those needs. Like, oh, we know they'll need a passport photo or similar. And uh, actually, how could we help them get that quicker? Yeah. You know, what things do we have available to us uh, to to make that much easier for them rather than putting all of the work on them? So that's also, I guess, thoughtful is, is taking some of the load off the person right. who's using the interface. Uh, just like if, if you offer to help someone move house. That's quite a thoughtful gesture. Mm -hmm. In your experience, this is a little bit off topic, but do you feel like the thoughtful parts of interface design are the, often the ones that get cut first if you're on a engineering deadline to ship something? Yeah, it's always sort of the excess effort. Uh, nice to have. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was thinking about this recently in terms of that. You can get up to the functional level, as you say. Yeah. And then there's stuff you can do beyond that. And often those things are things that people remember. Because like you were sort of touching on earlier, if, if you do what's functionally required and you've covered all the use cases, probably people don't really think about it as they're going through it. It's just, this is doing what I expect. So um, it's not going to stick in my mind. But if you do that bit extra, that's what sort of sticks in your mind because it's a bit surprising. You know, it's unexpected. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's those unexpected things that get cut first just because... You're not going to cut the functional stuff. And that's the real shame because, you know, everyone loves the thoughtful anything. Yeah. I wonder if as designers, we should stop calling them nice to have and just like, don't like, don't redline it as like, if you can, this would be nice if you have time and be like, just build it in as part of the experience and the expectations that you have. I wonder how that would go. I think as designers, we're like almost required to have this is the bare minimum of what we can ship. And this is all the nice, beautiful work I did on top that is nice to have, but showing you that I care, but it probably won't actually be built 
And so it's mm. maybe like, I'm not going to say it's selfish of a designer to do that because it, it does feel a little bit like, well, I'm doing this because I need to keep my job and show value and because I want to and it makes me happy, but I know it won't actually get implemented rather than like pushing for it to get implemented, which maybe you also do, but I don't know. Yeah. I. This is an interesting one because you can be thoughtful about the people using the interface, but you can also be thoughtful about your colleagues. Yes. <laughs> and it, quite often I think, oh, I, I would really like this experience to be this way as a designer, but I know that this is going to be a nightmare for the people I work with who are developers. Yeah. And so the person who's using the interface doesn't know that we almost shipped this much harder to build version. And so they're not really missing out in that sense. They would have enjoyed it more if we had shipped it. But um, the developer's going to experience that hellscape. And then the person who's using the interface isn't going to see that, you know, see, see all that effort. They're just going to think, oh, this is quite nice. And maybe they're on to the next thing. Yeah. So um, maybe it's about who you're thoughtful about. Because hopefully, as a designer, you are thoughtful about something. Because I yeah. think design is just thinking um, <laughs> when it comes down to it. Although maybe that's true for every job ever. But um, yeah, it, it feels like you could be a thoughtful designer in terms of your colleagues as well and think, actually, we're not going to include these because I know that product can't afford the, you know, the prioritization points, whatever, you, mm. however you arrange things like that. Or developers uh, can't spend all that time because they've got eight other features to work on. So it's... um. Someone's being selfish somewhere yeah. in order to sort of, I guess it all balances out. It's like a, a trade-off, as is yeah. everything. That's a hard skill to learn, I think. I'm not sure I've learned it <laughs> yet. Mm. I mean, people in your position probably much better off because you know more about code than most designers. And so I think That's if you start so with those constraints. <laughs> yeah. I know this can be done in CSS, so stop messing around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I think maybe people in your position, maybe if you start with that constraint of, I know this is harder to build, maybe you come up with different, more thoughtful ideas that are easier to build. So mm -hmm. you're sort of already putting the time into the right kind of thoughtfulness, satisfy the developers, satisfy the product people, satisfy the users. Yeah. So maybe to be thoughtful in some scenarios as a designer, even if you don't have code experience, you really need to have a high level understanding of how your product works and what you're building for. Like there's all kinds of limitations in every code base. And it's, I don't know that you need to understand the code to know what those limitations are. I think you can just interact with the site and realize this mm. isn't possible or this is possible, or this is a pattern that we've never seen before. So we're introducing something totally new, which is gonna take more time. But I think it can be easy to kind of design in a vacuum sometimes outside of your the realities of your product, which yeah. means you will overlook things. And I think it'll be harder to know which thoughtful things you should really push for in your designs. Yeah. And I, th I think you're right that uh, thoughtfulness is also about considering the possibilities. Hmm. You know, if you're thinking through all the things we could do, like, you know, you've got lots of inspiration on hand or something, and you're going through all the possibilities that could be done, um, that is another way to be thoughtful, you know, because you can't build the interesting, thoughtful feature unless you've considered it in the first place. And uh, I guess the ideal situation is that the designers are thoughtful, and the developers are thoughtful, and they're working together. And the designer says, oh, I really like to do this. And the developer doesn't just say, no, that's too hard, we'll do the easy version. 
they say, actually, that's really hard, but uh, let's sort of go through some alternatives that might deliver most of the same experience, but are yeah. easier to build. And so they're being thoughtful as well. And so maybe just by the two of you being sort of thoughtful together, you deliver a more Aww. thoughtful in a different sense <laughs> interface That's where, like, oh, story. we couldn't build the, yeah, <laughs> we couldn't build the really fancy thing, but we released an almost as fancy thing. And it turns out we could release it twice as fast because. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That requires, so I, I think that's, yeah. That requires a lot of care from both sides. I think it's, I think it's hard to find. Yes. Oh, definitely. But yeah, I mean, care is another word for thoughtful, right? I think we're yeah. all sort of talking about the same sort of concept of, and maybe this, I was about to say taking some time to consider it all. And that's part of the issue is that there's someone there's no in way. the organization that doesn't want you to take the time yeah. because, you know, they're thinking about something else completely and like, you know, comes down to priorities as well, doesn't it? Yep. I think this word thoughtful being so broad means that we could branch off into literally any part of building <laughs> software for a living because someone is thinking about something somewhere and they're considering all the options of like, well, we could take the time to do it, but if we don't, that'll mean we can ship more and hopefully raise more money and therefore not have to fire you all in a year and a half. And that's their way of being thoughtful. Right. So, that's uh, the <laughs> that's the like pressure point. If leadership is being thoughtful about you having a job <laughs> and making money, but you're being thoughtful about shipping beautiful interfaces and taking all of the time you want to get it out. It's like those two things kind of, well, you could say they conflict or you are also working towards making a product that people will pay for. So, but it's like, it all just comes down to the culture and the pressures that you're experiencing or not experiencing from above. I think yeah. that really impacts your thoughtfulness. Even just a little bit of stress at work can completely throw you off and it becomes hard to take that time to like, even if you have it, sometimes it can be hard to like really think through every case and maybe you just mm. want to design it once and be like done with it and move on. But yeah, I've been in situations where I felt some pressure to design something or that something was released. Not many, luckily, but there have been them and I can I can sort of see myself being less thoughtful. I'm sort of rushing through with the yeah. the first idea that came to mind, and maybe there was the fourth or fifth iteration or uh, concept I could have thought about that would have been better, but then maybe it would have taken twice as long. And so it's it's a, a real trade off there. And I think you can talk about thoughtful interfaces in terms of delivering the best thing for the person who's going to use it. But then, are you being thoughtful in other ways? Probably not. Right. Which is it's why I said we could branch off into any topic here because <laughs> thoughtful is so broad that actually it covers a lot of different uh, approaches to work. Yes. Uh, we've been talking about quite general stuff and um, I know that we've also considered more specific stuff. So maybe we should run through those quickly to Quick ground around. it a bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, one thing that always comes to mind with me is things like animations. I think because people notice animations so much well, they don't necessarily notice it so much, but I think it has a, a big impact on their experience of using the uh, interface. Um, you can have this concept of thoughtful animations. And so it's easy to just use the sort of the defaults in whatever software you're building or, you know, whatever library you're using and say, oh, let's just have everything slide in, you know, it looks right. cool. And it's, but that's not thoughtful animation. And I think we've talked about this sort of thing before, but um, yes. You can, you can see the animations that are more appropriate to the situation. Like if uh, you've got a 
interface that or a brand that is like really fun going and sort of fun approachable you can imagine using lots of little thoughtful animations uh when people sort of least expect it to reinforce that idea that it's fun and approachable um maybe icons or buttons sort of wiggle slightly to let you know they're interactive <laughs> that sort of thing and so that that feels like another de another definition or getting at a different definition of thoughtful in that someone has thought about if these icons or buttons or whatever it is were alive how would they act yeah which is the sort of thing that you know film animators think about a lot you know how should this thing move uh we, we can definitely think about those things more yes that you just reminded me of our our brand team at github working on brand brand things um they gave a presentation recently and they they talked a lot about cinema and movies and how that can inspire mm. interface design it was so cool to see the to draw those connections um and yeah i i've also had an experience recently with a tooltip animation that this kind of made me think of where i think it's easy to over animate things and assume everything needs like a delay and a transition on it um, but when you think of a tooltip, you kind of want it to be really snappy and immediate. Like yeah. it probably shouldn't have a delay on it. So I just recently deleted a delay from our tooltip and it seemed obvious, but I understand why it was there because it's so easy to just like, anytime you're adding an animation, like, oh, I want it to be smooth and have a little nice delay, which makes sense in some cases, but for a tooltip probably should be snappy and immediate. So yeah. Especially because you're trying to find out more about something, probably you're a little bit frustrated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything you could do to reduce that frustration. Yeah. I uh, I actually experienced something recently that sort of fits, I realized, which is that in uh, the wallet app on an iPhone, um, I put all of my train tickets in the wallet app because they give you a QR code that you can just scan at the station to get through the barriers. That's all great. Uh but when you're done with those train tickets, because they're often sort of valid for a month, you have to delete them manually because they don't expire automatically mm. until you wait for the, the month to pass. So I go in and I tap the little three dot icon and I press delete or remove whatever it is. And they've added this animation where the pass sort of shrinks down like a TV turning off into <laughs> a single line and then sort of winks out of existence. Like an old TV turning off. Yeah, like, like a, a CRT, you know, yeah, tube TV, yeah. <laughs> and so it looks pretty cool the first time you do it, but actually if you have to delete four passes in a row, which I did, each animation takes two seconds and it starts to really annoy you, you know. And yeah. so it's sort of competing definitions of thoughtfulness because someone has sat down and thought, oh, okay, let's add an animation to this deleting action. Uh, what would be cool, right? That feels like a thoughtful thing to do. But then they yeah. haven't also thought, would that cool thing be really annoying if someone has to do it? three times in a row and so you can sort of not go far enough with thoughtfulness uh, so i suppose part of it is is all about finding balance yeah you know um considering the trade-offs and not getting carried away with your own yes sense of oh this is fun design that falls under anticipation which is a word we wrote down like because mm. in that case what how could you improve that experience you can anticipate maybe you say if somebody is deleting two or more tickets in the same in the i don't know five minute time frame only show the animation the first like one or two times and then just stop showing it mm. like those are i think those are yeah. things that you could really put thought into and build into a product probably but it takes probably takes a lot of communication <laughs> between people and teams to like make that kind of magic happen but 
I have noticed that they put your expired passes into a separate list and then you can go into edit mass mode delete. in that list and select them. Yeah, mass delete them. Yeah. And that's instant, right? That's very fast. Yeah. And so I suspect Apple thought, oh, everyone will just let, let them expire. Then you're doing it wrong. Yeah, you're using yeah, it so wrong. Yeah, so they didn't, yeah, they didn't <laughs> think about some people will have a ticket that sits there for a month and they don't want their wallet to be stacked with stuff that they don't need anymore. Gets heavy. Uh, so that it was a lack of thoughtfulness. <laughs> yeah. My phone is heavier when I you know, have those passes and it's thicker. Yeah. They talk about, you know, 11 millimeters thick or whatever, but then once you've got all those passes in there, it suddenly... It just doesn't fit in your pocket yeah. anymore. No, it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, other things we wrote down um, or talked about was, um, well, meeting expectations in general. So that's that sort of thing. Um, having appropriate animations, like how would someone expect this to move? Yeah. Uh, anticipation, which we've already touched on. So... I think a lot of that is to do with research, but also sitting down and thinking what are all the cases that this could go through. I think there's a lot of that you can do without having to learn everything about the people you're designing for. Um, so thoughtfulness helps as a sort of a crutch, I guess, uh, if you can't do as much research. Mm -hmm. And a big one, which probably we should have touched on earlier, is inclusivity. And we sort of danced around it already, but um, covering all of those cases, whether it be you know devices, people access it, or their disabilities or screen sizes, all those things. Uh, yeah, feels very important for thoughtfulness because it seems like that's definitely an area where a lot of designers are lacking. I agree. And that's one of the areas I always see as labeled nice to have in a Figma red line, <laughs> which frustrates me. That's kind of why I was pushing earlier of like, maybe we should take responsive design out of nice to have and just push it into required. Because uh, I just yeah. think it sends better, more thoughtful messaging to do it that way. But yeah, it's good that there are definitely uh, thoughtful design practices that are moving away from nice to have sort of mm -hmm. as an industry, especially if they're legally required. That's a that helps. Yeah, a good <laughs> improvement. Yeah, it's maybe I think some people would argue you're not doing it for the right reasons, but that's the kind of reason you need from the top of the company to be able to invest in it generally. So it makes them more thoughtful about it. If there's a looming mm. deadline. Yeah. So I, I suppose broadly in a lot of these cases, it's thinking about beyond just the obvious cases that covers yeah. things like inclusivity. It covers things like performance. It covers things like, um, you know, if, if Apple's golden path for the wallet app is that things expire and then you delete them en masse, you're not considering the case where someone wants to delete something before it's expired. It, it definitely research can help there because maybe you have to go and look at every type of you know, travel ticket available and see how they actually uh, yeah. work. I can see why that's a bit expensive for some companies to, to go through. Mm -hmm. But not Apple. <laughs> Come on. No, hopefully not. <laughs> if, if they can't do it, then uh, what hope then, the rest of us got? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're coming up on time here. So I think that was a nice way to kind of wrap it up and give some quick tips on at the end there towards thoughtful design but is there anything else that you wanted to to add uh, i think we've concluded mostly that thoughtfulness is a very hard concept to yeah. define specifically because it's such a broad term and i guess that's appropriate because it's such a broad word but um i suppose it's valid to say just that thoughtful design is such a broad term and that's fine you know you should think about all of these ways you can be thoughtful 
because they're all important. And it's not just that you should try to make your uh, buttons wiggle in a cute way, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, when people use it, because there are other types of thoughtfulness that actually, you know, maybe your developers don't have access to a library that can do that quickly. And so right. you're making their life a nightmare. Maybe you yeah. can find a way to make it more uh, an interesting interface to use and make your developers' lives easier. It's truly thoughtful design. Yes. <laughs> well, hopefully we've given people a lot of thoughtful things to think about. You see what I did there? <laughs> food, food for thoughtful. <laughs> food for thoughtful. <laughs> um, great. Well, thanks everybody for listening this week. And thanks for staying tuned for 20 episodes. It's pretty exciting. Mm. Double um, digits. Yeah, <laughs> those double digits. And we'll see you in the next one. <laughs>